Welcome to the Healing Begins Podcast. My name is Pastor Gail Cock, Executive Director of Spiritual Care, and with me today I have Karen. Say hi. Hello. And we have Sarah. Say hi. Hi. So on the last podcast, they didn't say a whole lot. They just prayed. But on this one, um, Sarah's going to share a story in a minute. But I, we're going to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit versus the counterfeit. And this is part four. This is the last part in the series and this should be a great series you know i was thinking that it says in second timothy 3 verses 5 through 7 having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof i think it is so critical and important that our children witness and see the power of god in church and the power of god in our lives so that they might believe in the living God that we believe believe in and not go to the darkness you know it says in second uh, Corinthians 4 4 that the God of this age has blinded the minds and I really believe that there's a lot of believers out there today with blind minds where where the Holy Spirit is moving but they can't get past their own theology their own theology stops them from seeing what Jesus is doing in the book of Acts. You know, it's interesting. In America, we run into what I would call a intellectual religion. But in the countries, in the other countries, you will get at a point where you'll be in churches of men. They're on fire for the Lord. They believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe in spiritual warfare. And they know that this stuff is real. So we're going to start out this podcast, and I'm going to have Sarah share a story with you. Hi guys. So uh, one thing I just really want to emphasize is walking with the Holy Spirit is truly a partnership and you can ask him questions and talk to him as if he were, he were one of your best friends. So one thing I try to do every morning, but especially before outreach, when, when I say outreach, I have a group of friends and I who go out and we pretty much ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit for insight as far as like what he wants to do on outreach and a lot of the time we get pictures or words or locations as far as where to go and who the Lord really wants to minister to that evening or that day and now we know everybody needs the Lord right we know everybody needs encouragement but sometimes there's specific assignments for that day so there is one time when um, we were preparing for outreach we were asking God where do you want us to go? What do you want us to see? Who do you want us to talk to? And I had gotten a picture of an oyster that was broken, but there was a pearl inside. And I was like, okay, that's weird. That's really cool, but weird. So I was like, God, what does that mean? And pretty much, I didn't get a whole lot of insight on the picture other than I felt as if he wanted to heal somebody on the inside. So here we are walking around just asking God um, where to go, who to talk to, and by this time I had talked to two other people, and I still had the picture of the oyster in mind, but I did not feel that that picture was for either of those people that I talked to. And then we're walking, and I see this girl, right, sitting at a table. She's hanging out with friends, so you can imagine walking up to a whole group of young adult girls being like, hey! Ladies, let's talk about the Lord, but it really is a partnership, right, with the Holy Spirit, and He gives us confidence and boldness to do so. 
and it's the revelation of I don't know if they are going to heaven or hell or if they know the Lord and so out of that revelation it gives us that push to actually go and talk to people about God so this girl really drew my attention and so I walked up and as soon as I walked up I saw that she was wearing a pearl necklace and I said oh the oyster I said okay Lord the oyster and so her and I got into this conversation and I was like hey girl I really feel that the Lord wants to bring deep healing into your heart and into your mind and she looked at me and she just started crying and turns out her father had passed away a couple months ago and she um, she had like explained to me about like their just like their connection and how she's very much a daddy's girl in the best way and the Lord spoke to me in that moment it was like she's my precious pearl and so I said that to her I said I just feel like the Lord wants you to know that you're his precious pearl and turns out that's what her um, her earthly dad had called her her whole life and the Lord's intentionality in that was so evident and it truly brought her um, back to the Lord and she actually rededicated her life to the Lord in that moment and so sometimes when we're working with the Holy Spirit, it's almost, it's more simple than we think, even though that can seem a little complex if you're like, oh, I don't really get pictures from the Lord, or I don't get words, but it really is just asking Him questions, and He wants to speak to His children, and He wants to use us, even though He doesn't need to, He wants to. So, we just can ask the Lord, like, God, would you use me today to speak encouragement to somebody? so that um, the glory can all be to God, right? Because I don't, I don't know what to say most times. And it's like, okay, God, would you help me with this? But all that to say, it's really his intentionality in, um, out of his love for his children that he does use us. Thank you, Sarah. You know, as you're talking, I was reminded of the Greek uh, name for the Holy Spirit. It's in the Greek. He's called the paraclete, the one who comes alongside the one who is my helper, my counselor, my standby. And so he's right there, willing, ready, and able to help us. See, like you said, Sarah, asking him questions. I often get in a conversation with him when he tells me to do something, you know. I don't know if you ever told the Holy Spirit he's crazy. Like, you're crazy. I don't, I don't think I want to do that, Holy Spirit. But he'll say, do it, and he'll keep nagging and nagging you with that. And so the paraclete, and so... Today, we want to talk about the counterfeit. And uh, you see, Satan, he's nothing but a counterfeiter. God is the creator. He's the original. So God created the prophet, and Satan created, I didn't, he didn't create, but we have stuff called psychics, which is the counterfeit. So today, we're going to talk about psychics, mediums, tarot card readers, palm readers, sorcerer, witchcraft horoscopes, Satanism, fortune-telling, seances, channeling, spirit guides, horror movies, Reiki healing, energy healing. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You know, the practice of Halloween and some practices of meditation that go back to the Hindu religion and the Middle Eastern practices. And you, you say, and, and man, are you going to talk about each one of them individually? No, 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 no. I'm just going to talk about how it operates so you understand. You know, and, and then on the on the front where Satan's trying to really be uh, be nice, there's what I would call the beautiful face of evil. 
The word Lucifer comes from the name Lucifer means light bearer. So the enemy is not ugly. He's actually beautiful. And evil can have a very beautiful face to it. So now the enemy has people putting out books. And I'm not going to name the title of the book. But they're about casting spells and potions. And everybody thinks, oh, that's so charming. This is such a good book. And they talk about the order of the phoenix. Can I tell you a secret? Well, it's not a secret. I worked with Satanism for over 100 hours. I'm going to tell you the order of the phoenix is real. And I can tell you what's behind the phoenix, but we're not going to get into that today. But let's just let's just delve a little bit into psychic. So everybody is so amazed. They go, I hear a lot of Christians, they go for a psychic reading. I'm like, what are you guys thinking about, man? You just ran to the darkness for a word. I remember a story of a psychic who told a lady, you're going to have a you're going to win a whole bunch of money at the casino. So she went and she won like $100,000. But she lost it all and she and even to this day she's hooked on gambling. And you know what seemed nice, what seemed good got her in a world of hurt. And so here's how the psychic works. So you have God and his angels, you have God and his kingdom, right? And you have Satan and his demons. Now, if you're a psychic listening today, or a palm reader, or a tarot card reader, you're probably not going to like what I'm about to say, but I need to tell you the truth. The psychics are tapping into what we call familiar spirits. These are demons that have followed the family line, have been, been around since the fall of, fall of Lucifer, and they know all about your family, they know all about your past, and to some extent, can prognosticate what your future is going to be like or what they'd like it to be like drawing you away from Christ. And so the medium, when when uh, she's trying to tap in and get the messages, are actually hearing from demons. And the demons can tell her what the name of your loved one was, what he weared, what his favorite food was, what his favorite sayings were. They know all about that. And so people go to the psychic and they go, I can't believe it. Oh my word, she was so accurate. And I'm like, duh, yeah, because she's tapping into the demonic realm. Palm reader, same way, tarot card reader. I even heard of one tarot card reader that was putting scriptures on the back of her tarot cards. Oh, the scripture might be right, but the message is wrong and the spirit is wrong. And then people get into the Ouija boards and that's the Ouija board operates by demonic spirits. And then we're, they're watching movies like Charmed. Oh, this is so cool to be a witch. There's there's like Charmed, The Flash. There's there's uh, many different. Uh, there's a one on um, on the CW right now, and I've actually watched part of it called Kung Fu. This lady who was trained with a Shaolin, with the Shaolin monks, and she's operating under this mystic power. And when she fights and jumps in the air, it's like she can walk on air. And, Believe it or not, that stuff is real. But it's done through demonic powers. And the same thing when you go to movies like The Conjuring and The Exorcist. Do you know they have witches that consult with those movies so they're done right? I mean, come on. Do not. And what happens is you open the door to these things. Here's what happens. Is sooner or later, you're going to have problems with yourself or your children. Your children are going to start hearing voices, maybe some of them, or seeing dark shadows in the rooms, or hearing stuff. I mean, this stuff is real. And it reminds me of the scripture in 
1 Timothy 4.1, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Wow. Things taught by demons. Now, the Bible calls this the magical arts. The magical arts have been around hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Peter and Paul fought against them. I mean, we're going to see this in the scripture in just a minute. But I want to read a couple scriptures to you right now. And um, that where, where the Lord gives instructions about people that are in the magical arts. One is Revelation 9, 20-21. The rest of mankind who are not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, and stone and wood, idols that cannot see, hear, or walk, nor did they repent of their murders and their magical arts and their sexual immorality or thefts. And the Bible says that people that dabble in the magical arts, if you keep practicing those things, you won't make it to heaven. Now, does God want everybody under the sound of my voice in heaven? Yes, he sure does. He loves you. There's no condemnation here. If you've been going to psychics, palm readers, and tarot card readers, we got good news for you at the end of this podcast. We're going to pray and you can renounce it and repent of it and be filled with the Holy Spirit and start walking in the power and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Don't run to the darkness if you're a Christian. You know what I say? Find a believer that knows how to pray and knows how to get a hold of heaven and let them pray for you, even though they may not know what you're going through. Don't even tell them what you're going through. Find someone that knows how to pray and just have them pray for you. And you're going to be amazed what the Holy Spirit leads them to say, what he leads them to pray about. And so um, in Revelation 21, verses 6 through 8, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost, to the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit this. But I will be their God, and they will be my people. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magical arts and the idolatries and all liars, they will have a consigned place to the fiery lake burning with sulfur. This is the second death. And so what we're going to talk about today, you can see this play out in Scripture where, where God is moving and the magical arts are at work. And the first story I want to talk... Is there anything that's coming to your heart as I'm talking about all the things... You know, people are getting into ghost hunting or they're going to the cemetery and they have trying to pick up the ghosts. It's not ghosts. It's demons. Demons. It's not... It's familiar spirits. You just need to understand that, you know. And by the way, you know... You know, a lot of times on TV you see the, the movie, the, the one show, The Good Witch... Well, they're trying to make it all look nice, all look pretty. And it's not pretty because this beautiful face of evil, there's evil behind it. It's insidious. And, and the enemy comes to seek or still kill and destroy and draw you away from things. Any thoughts, girl, about the kids getting into things and, and, and kids getting into the, the dark side? You know, when you watch The Flash, there's a character on there named The Frost, and they all got these meta powers these superhuman powers and, and that's what the enemy wants to draw you into the dark side mm -hmm. any thoughts well just a lot of kids um just think it's no big deal no harm 
Yep. We're opening the door to the, the enemy door. And a lot of parents think the same by what they're allowing their kids to read. The video games that, that portray all this do. I mean, it's so insidious. So we need to look at something. I'm going to look at the story of Simon the Sorcerer in the book of Acts. Acts 8, 9 through 23. Now there was a man named Simon who practiced sorcery in the city. And he was amazed all the people in Samaria. He amazed all the people in Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. Well, he's got a surprise. Listen to this story. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere he went, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. See, all of a sudden that the counterfeit's experiencing in the real, and he's going, oh boy. Now, let's, we, we, we got to go on in this story. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that were there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on many of them, and they simply had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Peter and John placed their hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw, now you've got to ask yourself a question, what was Simon seeing? He was seeing that when Peter and John prayed for people, they started speaking in tongues. They were under the power of the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Now listen to Peter. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and you are captive to sin. Wow, what a story. The one, the sorcerer who people thought was the great power of God, wound up being the counterfeit. And what Peter had was the great power of God. And now I want to read one more story in the book of Acts. This is where... The message that was being spoke was right, but the spirit behind it was wrong. So, in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, this is about, you know, <laughs> Paul, he got annoyed. So here's the story. Once when they were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had the spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money by her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. You know, my thought here is why didn't Paul end it quicker? But finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, come out of her. And at that moment, the Spirit left her. Now, all of a sudden, she could no longer tell the future. And Paul got in trouble. Uh, because he freed that slave girl. I think that's a, that's a scripture where they're thrown in prison after this event, right? So in this story, the message is right. What the girl is saying is true. 
But the spirit behind what's going on is the counterfeit spirit, is an evil spirit. So sometimes when we're getting a message, we need to pray. God, is this you? The message sounds good, but sometimes the spirit will be wrong. Now, I want to read uh, Acts 19.19. This is about when there was a lot of conversions in the city, the people brought all their magical scrolls to the, the center of the city and they burned them. They got rid of them. A number who had practiced, this is Acts 19.19, a number who had practiced sorceries brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachma. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? So if you have been, I don't know, anything laying on your heart, girls, for, for uh, the people out there? I mean, they come together, they burned it. Uh, you know, their people practice voodoo, they, they practice santeria. There's all this stuff that's demonic that is being practiced. And we, I pray right now that the eyes of your heart would be open, that you could actually receive. The, the, by the way, the message I'm talking today is probably not going to be popular. There might be some people that hear this and saying, well, I don't like what he had to say today, but it's coming straight out of the Bible, straight to it, straight scripture. Don't open the door to this stuff, you know. I just think it's important, Gail, as you mentioned, that asking, right, asking, Lord, is this you? Even if it sounds like it's a good, a good thing mm-hmm. is to put that into practice. The right message might not necessarily mean there's a right spirit behind it. It might not mean the Holy Spirit. So you really need to ask for wisdom. So I want to speak to those of you. If you're a psychic or a medium, I'll pray with you today too. I'd love to pray with you if you're a tarot card reader. If you're listening and you've dabbled into some of this stuff, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. In a prayer of renouncing and repenting from whatever that you've been doing. And then you need to take whatever you have in your home that was involved with this stuff and you need to burn it. We're going to follow the book of Acts and burn it. Get rid of it. Okay, don't throw it in the dumpster because somebody else will pick it up and want it. Uh, Get rid of it. Just get it out of your house because that stuff will attract the demonic realm. And sometimes when kids are into this stuff, they start seeing shadows, you know, shadow people and all this stuff starts to happen. And, And I want you to be able to close the door to all this. So pray after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce and uh, I ask you to forgive me for... Now ask God right now to forgive you for whatever you've been involved with. If you have visited a psychic or a medium or a tarot card reader, ask God to forgive you right now. God, forgive me. If you've been a psychic, say, God, forgive me. You know, just ask for forgiveness. Say, God, I rededicate. I give my life to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Forgive me for being involved with the magical arts. Just repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. Just say, God, forgive me. All right, and now say I renounce it, and I break all ties and with all spiritual connections to what I was involved with. I put the blood of Jesus over it, and I ask the Lord to take all the demons associated with it and take them away now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I pray right now. Say, Lord, give me a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Give me a fresh anointing, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right now, just say right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. And if you've never accepted Jesus or you're away from the Lord, just say, Lord, I just accept you into my heart. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. 
Come into my heart and be my Savior. Just receive it now. Just receive it now. Now, Lord, I would assign the holy angels because prayer is not limited to time and space. And, Lord, those are the heirs of salvation out there right now. And I ask that the angels would go to those folks that have now renounced and are getting rid of all this stuff. And I pray that the angels will do a clean sweep through their homes, through their family, and take out anything of the dark side right now, the demonic side right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It takes bravery to pray that prayer. Uh, if you need more help, feel free to email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. I hope you share this channel with a friend. I hope you have enjoyed this series because I've enjoyed sharing it with you. Remember, God has a plan for you. If you were a psychic, ask him now to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And you can operate in the true power, the great power of God, and not the false. Don't be like Simon the sorcerer and be deceived. Turn to the living God, the one true God in the precious Holy Spirit who loves you so much. Remember, in Christ, there is no condemnation. We are not condemning anyone. God loves you. He wants you in heaven and he cares about you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.